Hey guys, Afterlodge Jason here, coming to you from high atop Pikey Mountain. Uh, it turns out uh, nobody can record a show this week. March Madness. Uh, Bruce had an apprentice's errand he had to do. He had to go measure some stuff. Harlan found out that the local actor's theater was doing a stage reproduction of The People vs. O.J. Simpson. So he got the part of Marsha Clark. He went and got a perm, and uh, when I called him to see if he wanted to do a show, his exact words were to me is, you know I gotta have my perm set up, and if you call me and cause my perm to be all messed up, I will cut you. Uh, quite violent. Uh, I was very afraid for myself and others if his perm gets messed up. But, uh, so we, like, I decided that what we ought to do is put out our most requested episode from the archives. Uh, it is the one that kind of established, uh, like, what After Lodge was going to be. And, um, I mean, it's, it's got horrible, oh, come on, y'all have to keep texting me while I'm trying to record an opening. Stop. Anyway, it, it's it's not suitable for anyone. It's unedible. Like, like there's no way to edit this show to where it, it's at all listenable to a decent human being. It's, it's just going to be filthy guys in more ways than one, like with the language and the acts and consequences of those acts described within the show. Um, so anyway, all jokes aside, uh, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, we need some good thoughts, prayers, whatever religion you're a particular member of could be sent towards uh, um, some people. Uh, not me. I'm okay, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, so the show, uh, it's, it's not going to be edited. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, old school with a lot of, like, F-bombs and scatological humor and uh, I, I don't know like you really shouldn't listen to it you should just turn this off now and uh, question what you're doing with your life and if you're not one of those people who listens to After Lodge like in a closet with all the lights off and the doors locked uh, this is an episode you probably want to do that with also don't be drinking coffee or driving while listening to this episode because some people were hurt when we first aired it because of of that uh, I don't want to be responsible for that. Uh, so here's the show. It, it, it's unedited. It's in its original glory, if you want to call it. Also, like horrible sound equipment. Back this is episode three. We sent. We sounded horrible. We had no idea what we were doing. Uh, so it's like ten percent worse than the show now. Um, so anyway, I hope you guys enjoy. Later. The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and terrible attempts at humor. It is not suitable for children, women, or men for that matter. This is the After Lodge banter of two guys who happen to be Freemasons. It is not recognized or endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular Masons, irregular Masons, co-Masons, Canadian Masons, or internet wannabe Masons. Can we do this shit already? Nobody likes a damn lawyer.
Welcome to episode three of the After Lodge podcast. This is Harlan. Jason. And Bruce. Yeah, producer Bruce decided that we had done such a terrible job in the previous two weeks. Instead of yelling at us in the background, he has taken one of the microphones from the storeroom. You know what I don't understand is last week I asked for all kinds of stuff that we absolutely needed for this show. I asked for soundproofing. We had a we had an after action meeting that lasted 45 minutes. I asked Bruce for all kinds of stuff. I got nothing, but then Bruce walks in here with a $1,000 microphone. Why is his microphone better than our microphone? Who's the stars of the show? Is it us or producer Bruce? You know, I'm not sure. All I know is he spent our Dogecoin budget. Well, buddy, let me explain a little something to you. I checked the Dogecoin, Dogecoin market this morning. They're selling almost double what they were selling for a few days ago. Now, who's the dummy for accepting Dogecoins? Because we did get a donation. Somebody sent us 150 Doge. Now they're worth an entire penny per thousand? A thousand of them are worth almost a dollar, son. That almost a dollar. Doge went into this mic. So they're they're not even like a penny a piece? No. No, not a penny a piece. No. No, it, it's a growing market, Arlen. Stop worrying about it. That's a terrible idea. And right off the bat, let me tell you, motherfucker, something. And I know I'm not supposed to be using that much swear language, but I'm very angry at both of you. I had five hours of sleep last night. I left this place last night at 3 a.m. Then my wife was up waiting up on me, and she's like, where have you been all night? What's going on? How come you stayed at Lodge so late last night? He's like, I don't know. The guys were, like, ordering pizzas and stuff, and I stayed. Then I'm back here this morning at 9.15. I was chipper. I was happy. I was pleased to be here. It was a pleasure for me to be here at this lodge. Both of you came in, one of you 30 minutes late, Producer Bruce. I was... No, go on, no. Retort. You were 30 minutes late. And both of you come in like the angriest sons of bitches I've ever seen in my life. I hate you both. You've both put me in a bad mood. Why, how have y'all put me in a bad mood? It's better for the show. I'm pretty sure that Jason's just a grumpy old man. I don't well, know that yeah. I believe any of that story, other than you, the part about him being here an hour early. I think you guys are just so angry at how happy I am in the morning that you guys both team up on me to make me feel like crap. No, no, we we wouldn't do that. Not at all. We love you, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brother, right. brother. So, Harlan, how was your week this week? Anything <laughs> my, happen to you this week, buddy? My week was less than stellar. Um... As, as you remember, I was I was getting sick yeah, during you, the last episode. You and had the sniffles, and you were awful so, whiny about so it. So my week was... Uh, Producer Bruce, I know we're not supposed to use grown-up language, but this is appropriate in the context. My week was shitty. Oh, man. Shitty week, huh? It was a shitty week. Let's let's hear about it, Arlen. I, I'd I, like to hear this story. I don't know that I really want to go here. No, I think you need to go here, because I've heard this story... And then I've thought about it three times since I heard this story, and every time I just started laughing oh, randomly. You know who hasn't heard the story? The listeners. Yeah. Exactly. He should have saved it for the show, because I would have laughed. I mean, I laughed for like 30 minutes. Right. I had tears coming out of my eyes. I yeah. Mean, he can still tell Because it. there's something really funny about somebody dying of dysentery. <laughs> yes. That's really funny. Absolutely. <laughs> because I'm a grown man, and I shit myself. That's why it's a <laughs> shitty week. Awesome. Do you want to do you want to clarify for the listeners that you're not like 80? No, no, because I shit myself in the lodge. <laughs> oh no! Oh, so, no, so hold no, on, hold on. So, no, no, he's got to tell the whole fucking story. There's, there's got to be more to the story we're, we're than this. We're clipping all over the place. 
we we are like let him tell the whole fucking story. It's it's glorious. Yeah, I think you've killed the board. Yeah, so I was getting really freaking sick, but I can't take time off work because I got bills to pay. I gotta feed Jason, and so he does eat I'm a like, lot of sandwiches. Yeah, so I was going to work. So I get my car, start heading to work. I make it to the edge of town, you know, where we we start to get on the interstate. There's a little gas station there when it hits me, and I think, oh, no. So I go into the gas station. (laughs) Everything's cool. Everything's cool. So I get back out to my car, and I'm like, okay, glad that's over with. Damn, my wife's chilly. Glad that's over with. And then no sooner am I out of the parking lot than I think, nope. I'm going home. <laughs> this isn't happening. I'm not going to work today. So I get on this little main road we have in our town with a speed limit of like 35 miles an hour. And we've got the little small town police force. Like the whole city runs on out of town money. They literally sit on that road from like right. sun up to sundown just pulling over so anybody they can. At some point, I'm about halfway home and realize I'm not going to make it home. But the lodge is closer than home. So I peel out, and I'm doing about 70 down this 35-mile-an-hour road, thinking I'm going to get pulled over, and this is going to be absolutely hilarious. Well, I don't get pulled over. I make it to the lodge. I get in the door most of the way to the bathroom, and as you remember, I was getting sick. So I sneezed. Now, thinking that my brothers would would support that I was dying of a 19th century common illness. You guys guys are all assholes. No sympathy in this crowd. Continue. You're clipping my freaking mics. There's nothing to continue, all right? I I went to the bathroom. I utilized an entire roll of toilet paper. No, no, no. I had to change a pants in my car. Keeps a change of pants. In your car. Because producer Bruce, it's winter time. Okay. I have coverall pants in the back of my car in case I get stuck and I have to wait on AAA for like eight to twelve hours, so I can put on like some warm overclothes. No, that is no, you're missing. Hang on, you're missing the best part of the story. Is you came in the lodge, you shit yourself, and your pants were in the car. Oh, no. Which means when you got done, you had to put the shitty pants back on and right, go dude. back out to your car. I believe I would have gone to my car naked. No, no, one, no one can hear this because you're clipping out the mic. But also, no. I went out to the car and got the pants before I began the intensive cleanup process. So what you're saying is you shit yourself, didn't finish up. Went to the car and got the pants, and then came back in the yeah, lodge. That that made sense. Did you? Was there like a trail following you? Or? No, no, there was not. But did, did you, I was worried that that our guy, you know, the groundskeeper that always stops by during the week. Like I just kind of figured that was going to be the time when he walked in. So and did you? Did you mop the floor? Uh, I did. I did. Shit on the floor? I did not. <laughs> Indirectly. But just to be sure, I... No, most got, of it got caught in his shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is what this podcast has become. We went from a high-level esoteric podcast to we're making fun of a grown man shitting himself. Which is not funny in the context of a Masonic Lodge. You know that shit happens. 
literally. Uh, uh, yeah, I think what you're trying to imply is the old guys do it all the time. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, one of them did it last night. <laughs> Who did I, it? I, I don't think anybody did it. I think he's making this no, up. I think it was the no. chaplain. No. And I think he did it right behind you. <laughs> he did kind of crop dust this last night. All right. So now that it's only taken to episode three before we busted into the poo-poo. Oh, I can't even talk now. That story has blew out my fuses. Do you have to phrase it like that, you <sighs> asshole? No, it's, it's yeah. No. That is the greatest story ever told. We're all about brotherly support here. Yeah, yeah, all of you are assholes. <laughs> Somebody thinks it's funny that I was going to die of dysentery like it's 1750. To so be it, fair, if you had died, we would have mourned you after. No, you wouldn't. You no. would still be making fun no. of me like, <laughs> he yeah. died in his own shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like an Oregon Trail death. We would have all been commenting on how ironic it is that, you, that the computer guy died of an Oregon Trail death. Yeah. I, I hate all of you. So how was the rest of the week, buddy? Was everything else okay? Uh, the rest of the week got along pretty well um, after Monday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was on vacation this week, so oh, that wasn't yeah. fun at all. What is this vacation you speak of? Well, when you work hard and gain seniority, they'll let you go on vacation sometimes. <laughs> ah, must be nice working for the man. Yeah, it's it's nice sometimes. Yeah. I mean, if I take a vacation, my business shuts down. <coughs> okay. Um, are you saying you're the only person in your business that could actually do anything? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. So, uh... That's, that's self-employment. That's how it works. So, uh, we, uh, released the first episode between this episode and episode two, and we've gotten quite a bit of feedback on that. Yeah, we are close to 150 listens, according to Libsyn Statistics. And only 100 of those were me and my mom. Only 100, so that's 50 actual listens. I was two. Two. Okay, so 48 listens. So, well, you hey. Didn't we, download it? No. Oh. Why, why would I listen to this garbage? Hmm. Mm. Garbage. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I hear it enough after Lodge every week. Garbage, you say? You should yeah. be listening to it on repeat. So, some of the feedback we received was I curse entirely too much. Yeah, that's why producer Bruce is reining us in. And producer Bruce, is that what that cattle prod looking thing is about? <laughs> it is, and I've got the uh, cursing scoreboard here. Jason's already at twenty three curse words. That today. is not fair. You cannot come in and tell a story where Harlan poops himself, and you expect me poop. not to lose my mind. You could say poop. You could say poop. <laughs> it's freaking Mickey Mouse. What the <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, like, we tried to tone it back some even before we released the first episode as we were recording episode two. So, sorry if I curse, I'll use it as punctuation and not adverbs. Believe it or not, this is great restraint on Jason's part. Yeah, I don't know that he knows any other words. It's going to be hard, I'm not going to lie. It is definitely going to be hard. I mean, he's already turning blue in the face, or or is that the Beatus getting at you? That would be the Beatus. Okay, okay. My Wilford Brimley surprise uh, supplies have not come in lately. You should probably call in on that. I don't have his number. Oh. But to Cocoon is a fantastic movie, though. I will tell you that. So, uh, in other news, I got here this morning and ate my breakfast sandwich. Producer Bruce was not here, and I did not eat his sandwich because one of us has to be the bigger man. What mm. a stand-up guy. I am a stand-up mm. guy. Hmm. You both come in in horrible moods. I'm still mad about that. We hear that often around these parts. 
that Harlan is a stand-up guy. No, we don't. Is that like the whole Jason is handsome thing? No. no. <laughs> we never hear Harlan is a stand-up guy around these parts. We always hear that if you're looking for somebody to stab you in the back, it'll be Harlan. He'll do it, and he'll enjoy doing it, and he'll point and laugh after he does it. Ah, this is the bastion of brotherly love in our area. All right, so another f- piece of feedback we got was from an actual past master in Pennsylvania because we kind of went after Pennsylvania a little hard. Uh, and basically he went into more detail that there was um, a little bit of a revolt apparently in 2010 and he filled us in on some of the programs. But more importantly, he sent us a link to the Grandmaster of Pennsylvania's newsletter. It's like a, seemed like a monthly newsletter. That they the send Pennsylvania out. Freemason. Yeah, that's what it was. Yes. And the Grandmaster in that goes more in depth into all of his uh, edicts and recommendations. And uh, my favorite part of that whole thing was there was an ad for observing the craft in the middle of all this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And my only thought is, whoever took this ad has never read this book. It's 130 pages. Maybe you ought to crack it open if you're going to take the ad. Because basically everything he's saying goes against... Most of what Mr. Andrew Hammer is saying in that book. Oh, you mean like the uh, part about encouraging the use of voice votes for new petitions instead of the ballot box? Yes, that is absolutely but, but ridiculous. The ballot box takes forever, man. It makes the meetings drag out. It's really not that important who we're bringing in here. Oh, no, it is. No, it's very. It's, no, I mean, yeah, that's kind just, of important. We got a lot of empty seats in the lodge. God knows we could use the extra money. Yeah, so you just run them through a one-day class and be done with it. Well, I got I you. Mean, how much training do you need to work a fish fry? Well, I mean, we, you know, that's true. Flipping pancakes is easy. But we don't even really need them here. Let's just run them through the one-day class and get them paying dues. And you it know, doesn't matter if we ever see them again. You know, that is not a bad idea. Because then you and I and the other guys on our ritual and education committee here don't have to worry about training officers to do the degree work. Yeah, we'll just we'll just let them do it. And it doesn't matter. perfect. And we reap the benefits of the dues from the guys who never show up because they're one-day half-masons. That could be our solution. We could just start peddling degrees. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't continue to say this with a straight face. No, we could save save the Masonic institution this way. Mm, Yeah. It's all about the money. Can we just, like, box the degrees up and, like, sell them in Walmart or something? Put them on the shelf? Like like on a CD-ROM? Yeah. Well, no. Like a DVD. We'll have Flo sell them. Flo from uh, Progressive oh, Insurance. Yeah. We'll just God, have an imaginary hot. degree store. And Oh, yeah, she is hot. That's that's not a joke. I hope our wives don't listen to this one because I got a little crush on Flo. <laughs> so, <laughs> Why is that so funny? She's she's hot. You, you, you telling me? Really? With the, with the with snorting the snot, again? Yeah, I'm not completely recovered from my illness. So if I just get up and start running for the door, just keep recording. All right, so, I mean, we received... We've also had that happen here. I'm going to keep telling poop stories because this is going to be the poop episode. Do you remember the guy, we were our chaplain's son, when we raised him and we were going through the second section (laughs) of the Master Mason degree? And this is is like a big part of the degree work. We've got the lodge locked down. Like, there's a Tyler at both doors. Nobody's supposed to pass or repass. And this guy's stomach is churning. You can hear it on the other side of the door. And he's beating sweat. And then at some point, he just runs out the door. And everybody's at a loss. Like, can he do that? Do we make him stay here and shit his pants? Do we let him go out the door? Uh, he did it. It was it was a do-or-die decision for him at that point. Yeah. And he, he took off. 
He came, came back in. Yeah. And then in the third section, he did it again. Yes. Which yes. really threw off the ritual crew. He was extremely ill. I just wanted to tell that story along with the chaplain just so I don't feel like no, I'm the I get only it. old guy yeah, around it, here. Okay, here's the difference is, is he didn't like almost make it to the bathroom then sneeze. He actually made it to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, he was also in the lodge already. Look, Harlan, I mean, whatever you got to tell yourself to make yourself feel better that you're a grown man who still poops his pants. I tried, man. I tried so hard. <laughs> he was close for what that counts for. Yeah, I was <laughs> five feet from the bathroom. Yeah, okay. So let's move on because, you know, we're supposed to be a, an, you know, a, an open-minded podcast. And I just don't think poop-poomer, I can't even talk. That's how bad you've blown my mind. He said blown. Anyway, I don't I don't I don't think this <laughs> I don't think juvenile humor should be a mainstay of this particular uh, show. It's a mainstay of our after lodge banter. It is, but this is going on the internet, so it is I mean, going on the internet. We we can hold ourselves to a little higher degree than that. I mean complete with eighty year old guys doing the pull my finger joke. That does happen occasionally and it's occasionally. always it's still funny. I don't I don't occasionally. care. It is still funny. It happens every week. Mostly, it's still funny because of how funny they think it is. I'm not even laughing at the joke. I'm <laughs> laughing at, at them laughing. Oh, boy. <clears throat> so we received some other feedback. We we had a lot of good feedback. Nobody sent hate mail, unfortunately. And uh, in our email address, which is... Afterlodge at gmail.com. We received a letter from a gentleman uh, who was using a burn email address. Hush mail. Yeah, um... With a letter that the constituents in Minnesota had sent the, uh, I guess, the Grand Commandery or whatever in that state. This was sent to the... Harlan, why don't you go ahead and just uh, read that letter? Uh, yeah, read the... Supposedly, yeah. I want to reiterate that this came from a Hushmail account. Right, we have no uh, we way of We have no of way verifying. of verifying the authenticity of this document. But it was supposedly sent to Edmund D. Harrison, the most excellent general grand high priest. Lawrence Weaver, the most, I don't even know how you say that, general grand master. And David D. Goodwin, the most eminent grand master. These are of the three bodies in the York Rite. Stay on mic. I don't, I don't want to stay on mic. But you have to stay on mic because you're talking out the side of your you're mouth really? into the mic. Well, I'm trying to read a paper. There's not a lot of light. Can we turn the lights on? No, we can't turn the lights on because the fluorescent lights come through the sound equipment. Oh, you know, we probably could have got some better equipment if producer Bruce hadn't spent all our money. Yeah, just on just his bang on that microphone. table quite a bit. That's that's well, real we're good moving for the sound a quality. Freaking lamp, dude. Okay, move the lamp. I mean, we want him to read the letter. I'm not cutting right. this out. Now he can read the letter. Anyway, I'm not going to read the entire letter because it's a very long letter. Basically, what it is is it's an appeal from the members of the Minnesota York Rite appealing to the National York Rite body to do something about the Minnesota York Rite officials who, uh, let's see, the long list of offenses against the Companions and Sir Knights of Minnesota causes each of us to hesitate to recommend any brother to our York Rite bodies. Examples include our Grand Officers refuse to train and develop constituent bodies in competent degree ritual. Instead, they consistently resort to several coordinated one-day festivals, sometimes holding several per year. For example, the Grand Council of Minnesota hosted a one-day festival in December 2013 
and has another scheduled only two months later in February 2014. As with many areas of Freemasonry, our Grand Officers prefer increasing membership numbers and swelling our coffers over providing brothers with a quality and memorable degree experience. Sounds about now, par for the course. What I find ironic about this letter is that it was addressed to the National York Rite bodies. Who are, I'm sure, completely on board with it. Let me preface this by saying that because me or you are neither one Christians, we're not a member of any of the York Rite bodies. Right. That was the disclaimer that I needed to make is I am a Scottish Rite Mason. Jason is a Shriner. I am. And I mean, I was neither there one, one of day. us have anything to do with the York Rite. But what I'm getting at is this is an issue not just in the appendant bodies, but in the Blue Lodge as well. And it's it an tends- issue in everybody of Masonry from what I can tell. One of the one of the issues they had in there was basically they're not really checking that hard at the door to make sure everybody in the room that they're making a New York right Mason is in fact a master Mason at all. Oh, right. The second count, the grand officers willingly violate the constitution and regulation of their respective grand York right body during one day festivals by conferring degrees without confirming that each <laughs> candidate's petition was properly read and balloted upon in his home York right body. One-day festivals typically begin with the Grand High Priest, Grand Illustrious Master, or Right Eminent Grand Commander proclaiming that all candidates present are eligible to receive the degrees or orders. It would be easy for a candidate who has not submitted a petition, or for a man who is not even a Freemason, to receive all of the York Rite degrees and orders in Minnesota. And first of all, let's just remind the listeners, this is in Minnesota, the place that recently was more cold than Mars. Oh, yeah. So that may have an effect on their brains up there, but I don't really feel like this is something out of the ordinary. I feel like more than likely that most uh, appendant bodies and such are, are doing this in almost every state. It seems from the tone of the letter that this is a kind of an ongoing thing. Yeah, well, I'm sure it is. Uh, the gentleman that sent this to us was using an anonymous email. He signed it as Sir Edmund Dantes, who is, that's a piece of British mythology... I don't oh, know really? it's mythology. It might be I don't, real history. I don't know this one. Lore. Not, I didn't study the British uh, much. They oppressed my people back yeah, in the day. Nonetheless, uh, it's a pseudonym, and those don't work for us too well. So, anyway, Mr. Edmund, what I would say to you And, and is, to be fair, I did ask for like some web links or something to yeah. to back this up, and, and he said that it was just breaking on Friday, so there hadn't been anything about it that the letter just went out and Grand was trying to really? cover it up pretty hard. Or this could all just be a big hoax. But Or it could be somebody yanking our chain. That's entirely yeah, possible, yeah. too. Or it could be somebody that is mad about something else and he's digging this letter out from 15 years ago. Or The big thing, Mr. Edmund, is maybe you should just not live in Minnesota. I mean, you'd be better off living on Mars or because <laughs> it's warmer there. Wait till they get the uh, that Grand Lodge established first. Yeah, I mean, check yeah. out episode two about the Mars yeah. One project. Maybe you should look into that. But I, I think the problem here, though, is, <clears throat> I mean, all jokes aside, no matter where he runs, the York Rite bodies, bodies wherever he moves to, is, is still going to do the, the exact same thing. Right, and that was the irony of appealing to the Grand, or the National York Rite bodies, is I'm pretty sure, as in all of the Appendant bodies and the Blue Lodge, these things originate on those higher levels. So yeah. he's making an appeal to the people who are most likely, I'm not a York Rite Mason, but if it's anything like the other bodies, 
the national Yorkerite bodies are the people pushing this type of thing. Yeah, let me drop this on you uh, real quick, too, which you're not going to be happy with at all. You're probably going to be angry that I'm even saying this. But some of the feedback we received uh, this week was, we should probably cover whether the commanders should exist at all in Freemasonry. I'd, Your thoughts? I We should have tied this in when you were talking about Andrew Hammers observing the craft. I just I just brought it up in passing. I, I figure that a good percentage of the people who are going to listen to a Freemasonry podcast has read that book. Uh, I don't know. But one of Mr. Hammer's propositions is that what he calls distractions from the core of Freemasonry. And among this list of distractions, he includes the Shrine, the York Rite, the Scottish Rite, the Grand Lodge all these other groups. And he really, really does not like the commander. The York Rite, specifically the commandery of Knights Templar, received some rather vicious treatment, as they have around our area, at least in our lodge, by the After Lodge crew for quite some time. No, not not for me. It could just be me and you. Uh, Why are you throwing me in the basket? Uh, Why Why are you throwing me under the bus here, Arlen? Basically, the premise is, that any organization that claims to be Masonic and then closes its doors to true and worthy brethren who've taken the same obligation that every other Master Mason has taken based solely on the content of their religious beliefs is in no way Masonic. Hmm. I mean, I don't know that there's any argument to be had about it. But, but they're... I mean, just because... They're Christians. I mean, they're not excluding you from the rest of the York Rite. The rest of the York Rite wasn't included in my condemnation. Hmm. And it's got nothing to do with the fact that it's a Christian group. Well, it it does. But the issue is that you're excluding regular brothers from your organization, and that's fine. Well, you're more than welcome to do that, but you can't do that and call yourself Masonic. It's the very antithesis of what Freemasonry is. And I think in most... Most of the U.S., if, say, the Muslims uh, developed an appendant body that... Like were, a shrine. Yeah. No, not like the shrine. No. It wasn't really Muslims, but... No, but, like, say the Muslims. Like, true hardcore Muslims praying to Mecca three times a day develop a appendant body, and you have to be a Muslim and convert to Islam or be an Islamist. Is, is that a word? Is uh, a Muslim first? is the word you're looking for, you a ignorant hick. Yeah. And so if you're one of those sand people... And then you start a <laughs> what? Is that not an acceptable term? No, no. That, Are we not allowed to use sand people? It's probably a little degrading, buddy. I, I mean, I mean, really? Okay, Jawas. Get get back to the hills. Anyway, so here's my point, though. Like, if if they developed one, you know, all the Christians would be mad that there's a Masonic order that is just for Muslims. They would be all mad that that they can't join. That it, they're exclude. They're excluding us. We're all brothers. But at the same time, they do it just because they're the majority. They think it's all right. It's part of the problem I have with it. Well, but they've got that, you know, official, legitimate, verified lineage back to... Don't start with me. Jacques de Malay and the Knights Templar. Don't start with me. No, we're not getting into I this. I mean, it's the same group, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the charter for the first York mm-hmm. Rite bodies, the commandery, was granted by Jacques de Malay himself as he burned at the stake. You know that's not true. You know we come from stonemasons' guilds who traveled around <laughs> Europe building cathedrals. You know that's where oh, we came from. Good old hyperbole. So while we're on what, that, subject, hang on, let me uh, ask Bruce. You about, 
before we move on, could you do me a favor for the next episode and have me a thesaurus over here so I can constantly check the words that Harlan are using that are too big for me to understand? You want me to look that up real quick? Yeah, if you could, because I need to make sure he didn't insult me right then. Okay, yeah. I don't know what it means. One second. So, you're a Shriner, Jason. My understanding is that the Shrine degrees are based on Arab themes. They are. And in fact, for quite some time... Instead of using phrases like the great architect of the universe, they use a lot of Islamic borrowed phrases like Allah, for instance. Yeah, they do. And that the shrine degrees are all about teaching tolerance. Not only teaching tolerance. I mean, that was, I mean, I went in the shrine because, uh, I don't know, like a bunch of guys were going in and it was relatively cheap that year. And I thought maybe I would want to hang out down there occasionally. Um, but I was quite surprised that the shrine degrees even say that, you know, like, like, like atheist can still be a good person. I mean, like, it, it preaches tolerance of every single religion, really? even the lack of religion. Really? Yes. So, do they still use the phrase Allah? I think they do. It's been a couple of years. I didn't... Because my understanding, when the guy came to our lodge to try to sell people on taking the shrine class, he was explaining that they've removed those Muslim elements after 9-11 because they, it was offensive to the They may brother. have, but it's still pretty Muslim. It's still pretty heavy on the uh, on the Arab. Well, you might have just destroyed the point I was trying to make then. I mean, they may have removed the term Allah, but they still have that core. I mean, it's I mean, out of your initiation in the shrine, that's like a 45-minute deal where you just watch this like play for lack of a better term. But dude, yeah, come on, man, with the banging on the table producer Bruce, you should know better. You're the damn producer. Sorry. So I really don't have any other qualms with the commandery. I've just elected not to join, as is well my right to do. Let them do their thing, lest I become intolerant in hating intolerance. Okay, you're going to use that again. You use that for the same rationale of not eating Bruce's sandwich this morning, by the way. Did I? I think so. Well, you know, that's a very prominent theme in the Scottish Rite, and I am a very happy Scottish Rite Mason. Hmm. I so would except, tell you, except they're doing the same thing. They're I would doing tell the you, Mr. Edmund, over there too. that I've been in this argument with the Scottish Rite officials about why don't we just put a drive-through in the side of the temple because it's too much hassle for people to take time off work and come to the one-day class where you do a couple of degrees out of the 29 degrees of the Scottish Rite. I'm not going to get into too much of it as a Scottish Rite officer. I, I don't really want to pull all this out on the air. Uh, maybe I'll send it from a Hushmail account to some other <laughs> podcast, and uh, they can do what we're doing. But basically, we really appreciate the heads up on it, but we had to tell our anybody listening to us that this is not proven fact yet, that this was recent or happened at all, but it is definitely uh, something to look into and keep an eye on. Right. So, uh, let's see. There's another one of these. Uh, when the most worshipful grandmaster of Minnesota was unable to attend a scheduled one-day to commandery festival, our grand commandery officers scheduled a special one-day set of orders for the most worshipful grandmaster. Our grand commandery officers ignored our teaching that brothers are to meet on the level. Instead, their pride demanded a scramble to accommodate the schedule of the most worshipful grandmaster so they could claim he received the orders in their year. Um, I mean, that's kind of... That happens elsewhere. That's kind of nitpicking. I mean, that's going to happen. That's politics bullshit. That's going to happen no matter what. It has no place in Lodge, but it, it, it happens. That, I mean, that's the same thing as 
whenever the Grandmaster comes to your lodge, for whatever reason, he gets an honorary membership that night. I mean, it's it's politics bullshit. True, true. Uh, and then the last one, I, I've skipped some of these because they're all just kind of examples. Of I the will same be thing. posting this on our Facebook page for anybody that wants to read it. Uh, our Facebook page is After Lodge on Facebook. Uh, I don't know of another appropriate place to put it. I may put a copy of it on our website, but our website's kind of ugly because the guy who designed it is a computer engineer, not a web designer. You go to hell, sir. You go straight to hell and you die. Mm, I'm pretty sure my ticket's been bought and paid for, sir. All right, and finally, uh, our grand officers have either ignored or dismissed recent efforts of companions to reform the annual York Rite Joint Sessions. For the past several years, many of us have made repeated attempts to make these sessions more relevant, meaningful, efficient, and cost-effective. We again face off against an entrenched status quo, and instead of serious consideration of a variety of ideas and offers of assistance, the Grand Officers each year continue with joint sessions in their current format as attendance declines. Our annual York Rite joint sessions have devolved into a running joke and have the reputation of being nothing more than a Grand Officer recognition party devoid of all content and a waste of the per capita portion of our dues. Those concerned companions and Sir Knights who attempt to improve the joint sessions have been subject to public and private ridicule in return for their selfless efforts. This, uh, this sounds a little personal. Yeah, sounds like somebody maybe got a little upset uh, at somebody and they've internalized that. Because, brother... This happens everywhere. There are a lot of us, traditional observance lodges, guys trying to reform the Grand Lodge, guys trying to do this in their own Blue Lodge, who face the same thing. The entrenched status quo is, it's always going to be there. You just keep pushing back. Which kind of segues into the other story for the day, which is... Uh, we have three stories for today, oh, sir. Oh, do we? Yeah. Thank you for informing me, Producer Bruce. It's, he wrote it on the big They're board the over board there. Here. I mean, there's literally oh, right, a right. big We've board over there. We've got a big whiteboard now, so we're like Glenn Beck. Uh, I didn't know Glenn Beck had a big whiteboard. Can we take that whiteboard out to the dumpster now? It's yeah. gone already. No, I mean, we're, we're oh, not. whose fucking phone is that? Whose fucking... I told you all before we started this fucking podcast, turn off your phones! Shit. It was your wife texting me. Huh. So this is how I find out. I find out on the podcast that my yeah. wife is texting you yeah. while she knows I'm occupied. Uh, tell Jason that his baby is asking for donuts and to bring some when he comes home. <sighs> Gentlemen, you see what my life has become. <laughs> I have been downgraded to a mere donut fetcher. Well, that's all you've been around here for many years. He gets pizza, too. Oh, yeah, pizza and, and breakfast sandwiches. Yes. That's half the reason I come. That's that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, there's not a whole lot of reason for me to keep on living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What, I mean, do you think Harlan's going to bring me a fucking sandwich? No. No, Harlan doesn't spend any money. He, he takes money. He does not spend any money. Uh, I don't know if you've seen his 1986 hatchback Toyota out there in the parking lot. <laughs> It has four different tires from four different cars. 
is I call it the Cataco car because it's every every like door and quarter panel on it is from a different Toyota from that year. Yeah, but it's got those sweet spinning rims. He, yeah, he they did. were on sale. I understand. He repulled them. He had like <laughs> bought those for like some other guy and was charging him interest on them, and the guy stopped paying, so he went and repoed those rims. That's why he has them. He hasn't found another buyer yet. He's advertising them. They're from that Trans Am in your front yard. That's why I'd order those new rims from Europe. Yeah, well, you know, that's why I don't loan brothers money anymore. Mm. All right. Usury. So, next topic. The next topic. Uh, hang on. Did you did you silence your phone? Yes, I silenced my phone. So, if your wife is in some terrible emergency, you are no longer going to know. You can leave it on vibrate. Just don't set it on top of your mic. Why is it right under your mic stand anyway? Because I had it on silent so that the light would come on if someone was texting me. But then you. That is not but it like wasn't it was on silent. silent. It was. My phone is kind of retarded. It just does what it wants. I think it's user error. It could be. You know, these, these Android things are way too complicated for me. Just so you know, for that little faux pas, you are not getting any of the do- Doge coins we received this, this week. They're all gone. Oh, dear. What am I going to do without the Doge coins? You are being. Docked pay this week, sir. You know, we already spent those on this mic, right? <sighs> yeah. You know, how many Dogecoins did you spend on that green bean can and the yarn? That's a $200 mic. He really stepped it up. We've got these, like, crappy yard sale mics he found at some yard sale in the East End. And he's got, like, a $200 mic. I mean, the Dogecoins were in the millions. I just, I use them all. I mean, they're gold plate. It's a gold-plated mic. I don't even know they made it those. sound better. Oh, because of the gold. Right. That makes sense. That it's explains... more expensive, so the sound is a higher quality. Okay. Yeah. We could afford some better sound equipment if we got some more guys through that uh, one-day class. What? Not us. The Grand Lodge. <laughs> None of us are in the Grand Lodge. Oh. I should also preface, for those of you that didn't listen in previous episodes, our area is staunchly against the idea of one-day classes. Not Grand Lodge, but Thank God. all the membership. Yeah, it. if it happens here, it will be a very long time from now. It's an advantage we have living where we live. All right, next topic. So there was a post on Reddit with a guy who was talking about taking a leave of absence because he was growing tired of the controversy that seems to be permeating the craft between what he called the Martin. Can I stop you right there and and talk about a problem I have with this post right off the bat before we get into why he wants a leave of absence. Just cut me off. Go ahead. You'll be all right. While I'm talking, check and make sure your phone's on silent. So the problem I have with this post right off the bat before he explains why before, I mean, like, there are very few reasons I can think of why you would need a leave of absence for your lodge. Something personal where you're just not going to be able to attend, so you're going to take a leave of absence and step out of the line. Uh, illness, I could see you taking a leave of absence and stepping out of the line because of illness. I cannot see you taking a leave of absence for almost anything else. I mean, I'm sure there are extenuating circumstances all over the place, but if you don't like what's going on in your lodge, you don't leave your lodge. It's your lodge. You stay there and you fight and try to turn your lodge into something more you like. It's your lodge. It's it's not it, it's everyone's lodge. You can't just be walking out because you don't you don't like what's going on. You stand up and you say respectfully that you don't like what's going on. You you debate with brothers who think opposite of you, 
but you try to change the lodge into what you think the lodge should be. And if not everybody agrees with you, some will. You hang out with those guys and you guys do your thing. Let them do their thing. But you don't just quit your lodge. It's not a, it's not a job. It's I, I don't know how else to explain. It's it's your job to make the lodge into what you think it ought to be for the betterment of the the craft as a whole. You don't right. just you don't just say uh, I don't really like that we're having fish fries and we're arguing about how we're going to do this degree work, so I'm going to take a leave of absence. That's not what you do. But I think the issue is that people were arguing about these things. And so then you argue like against. The so then you argue against the arguing. Some people just don't like confrontation. Unlike so th- us. So then you argue against the arguing. Right. You don't just leave your lodge. So. He, his issue is with the arguments between what he called the Martinist elitists and the fish fry masons. I don't really know which, which way to even go with that. Well, Martinist I mean, elitists? I, I, I want to say he's referring... I don't really know. I probably should have tried to get in contact with this guy. But well, uh, is my he referring favorite one, to the traditional observance guys? I think so, like yeah. The, like, Martinists? Yep. Really? My my favorite post on Reddit was was the meme of Gandalf looking confused, and he's like, "Martinism." I mean, we're it's not Martinism. It, I guess there are some issues with elitism that are emerging, but it is, and and we've kind of had that here. We have a, I mean, we have you know community activities here. But the thing about it is, is, is the guys who want to do the community activities get left alone by the guys who are more concerned with ritual and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and we both just kind of let both groups do their own thing. And there's a lot of crossover. Like me and you aren't big fans of the breakfast, the breakfast and the pancake breakfast and the fish fry and, and the chili dinners. But we still work the chili dinners because we like hanging out with our brothers. We may not agree that that's what we're here for. Right. But it's still fun. You can still hang out with your brothers. And then when it comes to ritual time. They kind of let us run the ritual time, and they just help us out. I mean, there's there's a balance to be had. It's The lodge is big enough for everybody. Absolutely it is. And you can do that without being elitist about it. I, I could imagine that is a problem in some lodges. But this debate is nothing new. Like, we talk about it on Reddit as though there's, like, this new trend where some guys just discovered this mystic stuff, which... I do agree with the guy that said if somebody else says the word Gnostic, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> I sympathize Gnostic. with that. Yeah. It, it it gets carried away. There is an esoteric history to Freemasonry. You can do it without being an elitist. But this fight has is not new. It's not some rediscovered thing. No, it's been going on The first forever. schism in the Grand Lodge between the Wait, ancient... Is schism, is, is that a Yiddish... Is that schism? No, it is not. What Yiddish. was that word? It is not Yiddish. Can you say it again? Schism. Can, 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 oh, wait a minute. There's Schism. a there's a tool song by that name. Whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah, there's a tool song by that name. The okay, first. Okay, I got you going. Divide, rift, no, break. I got you. Argument. I got you. No, I'm with you. It's a tool Separate song. Separate organizations. It. The ancients song. and the moderns in England. That's what the fight was over. Was you had one group of guys that had an issue with the fork and knife masons and what they saw the craft becoming and went off and did their own thing. Kind of. Well, they didn't really go off. They started separately. It wasn't really a split. But Well, there's a reason why the Elks Clubs and the Lions Clubs exist in this country. Because a lot of people like the 
what you called the fork and knife masons. I enjoy a good fork and knife degree every now and again myself. Yeah, but my point is, is you can be both. You can. And that was the compromise that was made when the Grand Lodges in England reconciled. But this argument's been going on forever. I think in colonial America, the craft kind of had the system down. They had achieved the balance. Kind of like a lot of lodges, including ours, have going today. I come to Lodge. Lodge is a good time to recharge my batteries, hang out with my brothers, discuss some high ideals, learn something, and then just destroy it all when we devolve into fart humor and poop jokes. <laughs> well, but Harlan, let's be fair. If you hadn't pooped yourself this week, there would have been no poop jokes on this on this show. Not on the show, but there would have been plenty last night after Lodge. Oh, yeah. Because there always is. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It It's funny. We're brothers that hang out together. We go back and forth between high topics and stupid things. But in the end, I leave here ready to go again until the next lodge meeting. It's worth coming to lodge. I eat a good meal. I hang out with my brothers. We goof liver off. Liver cheese and cheese. We, it is not liver cheese. If somebody brings that stuff in here again, I will burn the place down. When, when I first joined, every meeting was liver cheese, bologna, and a tomato. That's what And a bottle of mustard. That's what we had every mill every time i will burn the place down do you peel the white stuff off your liver cheese or do you just leave it on what is that white stuff anyway what is that is that like fat is it like a cheese what is that nobody eats liver cheese this lodge ate liver cheese for a number of years it still smells like liver cheese here it does there was a lot of liver cheese consumed in this building yeah no, we have we have good meals. Last night we had this like lasagna spaghetti thing with some garlic bread that, yeah, that our uh, one of our trustees put together. There was some good fellowship to be had. The district deputy was here. We clowned around. We took care of some business. Yeah, we ended whenever up, for the record, whenever he showed up, I was worried he had heard this podcast. I was like, well, this is it. We're done. No. And then we ended up the night talking more about uh, the fundamentals of organized religion. I think our chaplain is breaking at the seams on some of the points that he consistently stands on. But yeah. Yeah, He's a broken man. Yeah, he's it's, questioning it's everything. Kind of our fault. And then he came to us for help, and we just broke him more. Right. We, we tend to do that to a lot of guys that come through here. Yeah. But you learn something. It's worth coming to Lodge. Like about three or four days before our next lodge meeting, I start getting itchy because I can't wait to be here. That's what lodge should be. And we spend a fair amount of time around here arguing about what's more important. But in the end, what's most important to individual brothers is what they devote their attention to. Exactly. One quick point I want to make uh, before we leave this topic is uh, if any of our listeners are not Masons and they're looking into it, you should try out every lodge in your area. Meet those guys. How do you how do you do that? Yeah, how do you I mean, get in? You take the EA degree in yeah, each one, you, producer you take Bruce. Like five EA degrees. Well, you no, you don't take any <laughs> degrees. But you just meet the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I said that on the last think, show. Lodge <clears throat> shopping. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's yeah. it's a point to what we're talking about here. Make sure you, that you the fit. lodge right that that you want to go to. As like-minded guys. The so. most the most important thing is that you like the guys. They don't even have to be like-minded. I don't think like any of you assholes, but I still like all well, of you, I mean, except for Jason. you don't think Jason. like anybody. Well, you're a robot. Let's, let's be fair. You're just a circuit board. That's all you are. Um, you think whatever your programming you, tells you. You have no emotions. Do we, we want to open robot. that on this show? 
open do we want to get line. into the the, the fact circuit, that you're a robot the circuit theory of, of no not the circuit will. theory no yeah, no yeah. that's how it works for you because you're a robot i'm yeah. pretty sure you come from japan you're a highly advanced robot he's got a human brain though doesn't he or does it's he? like robocop it's like in there somewhere buried like there was once a boy who like got hit by a car and then they put that boy's brain into this japanese robot and uh that's that's what we have now we have harlan he escaped from the compound and uh He's out here crunching numbers in his head all day long. Does not right. compute. As I said, I like all of the guys around my lodge. That's why I joined. With the exception of Jason, they are all swell, upstanding fellows. They have different priorities. We've got guys that are here because they want to cook a breakfast. They want to chat with the people in the community. We got guy, we've got a guy that was our groundskeeper forever just because he really liked coming over here and tinkering on stuff. Yeah. Like changing light bulbs and, and plumbing and... I don't understand it, but that was his thing, and he was happy to do it. He came over because that's what he wanted to do. There's room for everybody. Yep. Except for Jason. And if there's nobody in your lodge like you, hang out for a couple years, and they'll start showing up. That's the way this place was when I got here. Nobody was into this crazy book-reading stuff about our history and about philosophy. And so I sat here, and I did what I was supposed to do, and I learned my ritual work really well. And then guys just kind of started showing up, and I started picking them out. And I don't know if what was being called Martinist elitism, that could be a problem some places, but I think the point is, whatever it is that your lodge is going to do, do it well. Have some standards. Yeah. Put on your best, your clothes, your grooming, your attitude to come to lodge. Give it the best you have. If it's important to you, and it's important to everyone else there, you're going to have a successful lodge. You're going to enjoy your time. Yes. And if you go somewhere and all you get is people harassing you because you don't work the fish fry because you want to do some degree work, it might be time to shop somewhere else. But leaving your lodge is, like, I mean, like I started the whole thing with, leaving the lodge, taking a leave of absence for the lodge is never the answer. It could be. To go to a different lodge. the lodge is... Is the guys that make up the individual lodge. And if those guys aren't going to work for you, there are other groups of those guys. Yeah, but go find, like, before you quit, like, I guess instead of saying lodge, I should probably be saying before you take a leave of absence from masonry, Yeah, you go to another lodge that's more in line with what you're into. You don't leave this. This should be like, like, a, like a good gang. Like, you get jumped in, and you don't leave unless you get jumped out. So let's start jumping guys out who go on Reddit and talk about leaving their lodge. And I'm sorry that I'm giving this guy a lot of hell. He's just the one that caught my attention because every week it seems like there's a post. I'm thinking about taking a leave of absence because, I don't know, I'm butthurt over something. Well, I mean, I talk about taking a leave of absence after every I've meeting. been talking about quitting for 12 years and I've only been in 13 now. Yeah, but you just have no follow through. No, I, I'm never going to leave. Let's be serious. I'm never going to leave. Damn. I'll probably die in this lodge hall. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first. So sadly, I would not be the first that died in this building. No. Um, While we're still on this subject, can we transfer to the uh, to the fellow craft that was talking about leaving because oh, this poor guy, his this lodge poor can't guy, get the you know, lined up. brother. Before Jason starts tearing into you and insulting your character and otherwise doing non-brotherly things, this poor guy. I mean, like, I can really, kind of sympathize with where you're coming from. I understand his frustration. Jason's opinions are his own. He's an asshole. And Jason. You don't go on Reddit 
and crybaby bitch because you didn't get your degree when you wanted it. I understand that it's been canceled on you three times. That is more than enough cause to go to your worship master and be like, hey, man, this is kind of ridiculous. You've scheduled this degree three times and canceled on me three times, two of those times on the day of the degree. This is a little ridiculous, and I don't think it should go down like this. What you don't do is go on Reddit and have a profanity-laced rant against your lodge. I understand it's the Internet, but you're also taught to have patience. That's one of the first things we teach you in lodge, our lodge anyway. Maybe your lodge is different. You don't go on Reddit and bitch. I understand why you're frustrated. I would have been frustrated. I would have been mad. I would have talked to my worship master and be like, hey, man, this ain't cool. But you don't get all crybaby about it on an internet forum. Now, we do profanity-laced rants every week on this show. We, we do. also bitch about things going on on Reddit, we on do. the reg. And I don't think this guy named his individual lodge. He did didn't. He? Or where, even where he's from. He didn't. So it was kind of just a more general comment on something that the other craftsmen on Reddit might want to chime in on. I understand. It, and, like, if we didn't do the same thing he's doing, this show wouldn't exist. Because basically that's what we do is we cry baby bitch about what everybody else is doing all over the state. States we don't even live in because we can't talk about the state where we live in because I don't want anybody knowing where we live unless Josh shows up again and gives out our address, which, by the way, is Pennsylvania. But Pennsylvania Avenue. No. No. So, but, like, it was just the tone of it. It was like very butthurt, very crybaby. Uh, I didn't get what I wanted. This is ridiculous. Well, what bothers me about it is that the guy has a legitimate problem. Yes. And there are ways he can go about solving that problem. And making a post on Reddit is not doing anything Might make him feel better. solving that problem except just general Finding whining. sympathetic brothers who also want to gripe about the same thing. This Is this not what happens on Reddit? It, it All is. The time. It, it is, but here's the thing. If you're starting your third degree that angry, I, I, I just feel like, I mean, the third degree is an experience. Yeah. I the mean, I was pretty angry when I took mine, but it had more to do with my lecturer than it did what waiting did I, What did I do to you? I don't know. I was just really just mad at you. Just being around I you? I mean, I'm mad at you all the time. So let's uh, let's help this guy solve his problem. What's our uh, what's our advice here? I mean, do you, do you think he should change lodges? No, I mean, you, think? you go talk to the master. Look, stuff happens, man. That third degree takes, like, a, a truckload of people. Yeah. Like, it takes a school bus of serious people business. to do that degree. It is, like, the holidays. It's winter. Like, I don't know where he lives. I mean, maybe he lives in New Mexico where winter is going to affect him. I'm just saying, more than likely, you're going to have, you know, you're, I mean, things can come up this time of year. I mean, we've had guys who... Who, who finish their fellow craft in, say, like, October. And then don't get to take their MM to, like, the first week of February just for the simple fact that we have elections and and this is scheduled and that's scheduled and we can't do it. Well, it's been a lot longer than that for him, hadn't it? Hadn't it been, like, closer to a year? No, it hadn't been a year. I think it was three months. I don't have the post in front of me, but... It... I mean, we have, like, look lodges out in the middle of nowhere here that only do the Master Mason degree once a year. And if that, yeah. that once a year is in the end of October and you take your fellow craft degree in December, you're just going to wait. And, well, and I think his point was not so much that it took as long to get it as what it did is the fact that it got canceled on him. 
That, Which could be frustrating. I mean, that's what I was getting at is he has a legitimate grievance. He wasn't naming his lodge or anybody involved. He wasn't saying, don't join this lodge because they suck. He was just looking for something to talk about. That's what we do on Reddit. We talk okay. about things that we have no frame of reference to talk about. We do that every week on this podcast. That's what the purpose of this podcast is, I agree. I just feel like you're starting off already in such an angry way with your brothers that it's just not a good start. I think you should take a minute, clear your head, and when you take your third degree, you should not be angry. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Can we take a break? Because I like I'm literally well, getting ready to have a Harlan type no, accident because I've got to pee so bad. We are at 57 minutes, so so I can't take a pee pee. I mean, how long is this going to run? Uh, okay, I mean we'll go like an hour and five minutes like we normally do. Yeah, we still have to take a quick break though because. I'm not kidding. Do you want to? Do you want right. to get the carpet? Right, let's take a break. We'll wrap it up when we get back. Producer Bruce, the union has spoken. We are taking a break. All right. Are we back? We are back from the break. We have got the airwaves back, sir. Yeah. You feel better now? Yeah. I feel like I about mean, ten pounds lighter, dude. That like, was a huge piss again. I feel like I should make some more poop jokes, but it's really record, hurting the credibility of our for podcast. the record this is probably the only time in the history of this podcast we'll have poop jokes that story was too good uh, for you not to tell on this podcast yeah i don't know that i want to make that kind of promise but uh <laughs> before we end the episode i did want to make an apology to Soulfire. he's the uh candidate who started the irc channel pound sign freemasonry and irc.quakenet.org <sighs> do you get and like a do you get like a dime every time you say that uh, he may be sending me Dogecoins. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. They haven't shown up in my wallet. I don't deal with Dogecoins. It's not cost effective. I told you this before. The hard drive space costs more for each hash than the coin is worth. We will have our wallet address up in the show notes if anyone feels like donating. Don't donate. You're costing us money when you give us Dogecoins. I'm storing it on my computer. You're fine. Quit quit your belly aching. Yeah. Anyway, Soulfire is really excited about taking his entered apprentice degree. Uh, it's been kind of stalled, like the gentleman we were mm-hmm. talking about with the yeah. fellowcraft degree, but he's waiting patiently. He happened to mention when we were chatting that his lodge might be sending him to one of the one-day classes where he lives. You, you got a little angry. And I kind of lost my shit. <laughs> um, I read the logs. So I, I know that you know... Because I told you later that I'm just trying to help you out. Uh, but sometimes the the tone of speech doesn't get conveyed clearly through the text on IRC. This is a button of mine. Basically what I told Soulfire was if they're going to try to send him to a one-day class, just say no. Loud just, noises. Just wait. Just If you're going to move later, or, or just don't do it. It's just not worth it. You're, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. And you're always going to feel like half a mason or some mm-hmm. sort. You'll be lucky if the guys in your lodge don't start to look at you that way, no yeah, matter how much studying and contributing you do. And it'll mean nothing to you. The whole one-day class paradigm is it, you're depriving everyone of something of known value. And it, I couldn't explain to Soulfire why that's is, such a big deal. It is theft. It, it is robbery on all levels. You're robbing the candidate of the initiatic experience that he paid for. You're robbing the lodge of masons that were made in the traditional manner. You're robbing our heritage of an endless line of men who have gone through this fraternity in the exact same ritual from time immemorial. Yes. And I could go down the list, but we're running out of time. It's just a very, very touchy issue for me. 
I have a feeling this will come up probably every three or four weeks. I start using grown-up language when people talk about one-day classes. The good news is, I think I talked so far out of it. So if good. they're going to make him go to a one-day class, he may just hold off on joining the fraternity. Good. And you should tell him that. He should I tell think him, that's a good thing. He should tell him, I'm not joining if I'm going to a one-day class. And maybe they'll make other arrangements. The important uh, thing to note is that you only get to do these degrees one time. One time. That's it. One so, time. One shot. Yeah, I mean, you can't go back when you realize the one-day class screwed you over and then say, I'm going to do it the traditional right, route now. It, it's not going to work. Yeah, you don't want to do gonna something. It's going to be you're, a you're lifelong regret. regret. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I've known several gentlemen who have gone through the degrees in one-day classes, and this has come firsthand from them, that they feel like half a mason, and no matter how hard they work, they just always feel like some kind of fraud. Yeah. And in a couple of cases, that attitude comes through with the brothers in their lodge. Yes. And, like, they, they try to hide it. They try to get a lot. But they're always looking at this guy as, as the one-day class guy. Well, I mean, it, it's just... And plus, you know, most of those guys probably never go back to their lodge. I would say a, right. a good percentage of them just never come back. But, hey, the Grand Lodge got those initiation fees. They got their money, and a lot of those will keep their dues paid, too. So yeah. they get their money. And anyway. So let's wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, what's your week look like, Harlan? What you got going on this week, man? Anything fun? What you, uh, tomorrow's Martin Luther King Day. How are you celebrating? Privately? or I am going to follow the district deputy around to uh, a local lodge tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Rubbing elbows with the, with the big wigs, eh? Yeah, I kind of like this one. Moving on up, huh? No, no. Well, I mean, the only way I'm going to finally get you out of this place, since I can't get you to quit, is to one day get involved enough with the Grand Lodge that I can talk the Grand Master into expelling you. Well... That's how bad I want you gone. I don't think you have to talk him in that much. I think you're just showing, like, this podcast and a few other things yeah, that are I don't out want, there about me. I don't want me, me to be gone. I just want you gone. Oh. Oh. If either of you all care, I'll be uh, spending my holiday trying to salvage this podcast hmm. um, and editing it into hmm. something there's, listenable. There's probably some editing that needs to be done in this one. There was, a, yeah, there's no saving this one. Yeah, maybe not. This there may might be not the, be an episode three. This may not. This just may be the great lost episode. Yeah, we'll just start with four next week. Uh, so next Sunday, I expect both of you assholes to come in in a much better mood. You can expect whatever you'd like, brother. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, pray hard, buddy. Mm. Pray hard. So I've got tomorrow off because uh, it is a federal holiday. Must be nice. Are you a it is. federal employee? No, it's a federal holiday. I mean, I might be a federal employee. I mean, let's not let's not know, give out my work address. I don't I don't get time off. Uh, okay, so you don't get time off. I work with a bunch of racist non MLK enthusiasts. Mm. Wait a minute, don't you uh, own your own business? Yeah, that's what he was trying yes. to say earlier. Make yes, whatever days off you want. Yes, and they're Martin all Jewish Luther holidays. Day he is has not one of them. <laughs> He takes off 30 Jewish holidays and two robot holidays. <laughs> You're nasty. There is are 12 it, is, holidays. Is there any overlap there? Are 12, there? Sir. 12, there are 12, 12 robot holidays? I didn't no. know they had that many holidays. Oh, no. I hate you so bad. All right, we're, we're done here. Uh, in case this show actually does make it to production, make sure to send any feedback that you might have to our email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at After Lodge. You can leave us some comments in the iTunes store if iTunes ever gets back to approving our podcast, which if they actually listen to these, they may never do. Um, what else am I forgetting? Follow us on Twitter at Twitter? After Lodge. Don't send us Dogecoins because they cost us money. And hate mail. Send us some hate mail. Hate mail. After Lodge at gmail.com or any other expose letters like this one. And the music is going up. You can't. Don't cut me off. You son of a bitch.